0: Michael Osling here with Shihan Richard Romero. He is the founder of Seicho Karate here in Alexandria, Virginia. How are you doing, sir?
1: Good morning. It's so nice to speak with you today.
0: It's uh, great to speak with you as well. Uh, Before we get into your karate school here in Old Town Alexandria, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, what got you into the martial arts, and led you to eventually create this school here?
1: Sure. I began studying traditional Japanese karate when I was 10 years old. It was a Christmas gift from my mother. Uh, I grew up in New York, and at that time there was a popular television program called *The Green Hornet*, which uh, starred Bruce Lee. And I saw him defeating all kinds of bad guys with what I thought was karate, but I later learned was were Chinese martial arts. But at any rate, it inspired me, and I asked my mother to enroll me, and eventually she did. Uh, the years went by, and I practiced with the same instructor. Um, I practiced something called Oyama Karate, which is known in Japanese as Kyokushinkai Karate. And um, it was a wonderful anchor in my life throughout my childhood and my teen years. And then when I was, uh, I guess, 21 years old, I competed in the World Karate Championships as part of a six-man team from the U.S. Uh, After that experience... um, it was a great experience going to Tokyo and competing. But when I returned to the U.S., I, I was a little bit lost because I didn't have a, a, a direction because competing in the World Championships was really the pinnacle of my karate uh, career to that point. And I had to do some soul-searching. And what I realized was I really wanted to help others to experience the the joy and the satisfaction that I had experienced in my karate career. So I decided that uh, teaching karate would be uh, an important part of my life.
0: Tell us a little about the school that you studied underneath uh, in in New York.
1: Well, um, I taught for my instructor at uh, 356th Avenue, which is Avenue of the Americas at World Oyama Karate and I was what was known as an Uchi Deshi. Uchi Deshi is an apprentice in a traditional sense. So we live at the school and we work um, unpaid and we teach and we clean and we we cook meals together etc. And the purpose is to refine our own martial arts skills and to learn how to teach. So I did that from uh, 1980 until 1986, I think, or 87. After that time, well, during those years, I was a student. I went to college in New York City and law school. Then after that, I left New York City, I left my instructor's tutelage, and I went to study Japanese language in Ithaca, New York. After that, I moved to Japan, and I taught karate from my instructor in Nagoya. I was his, his uh, representative instructor in Nagoya for two years. And then after that, I continued my study of law. After five years in Japan, I returned to the U.S. and I resumed my, uh, my law career. Um, the, my experience in martial arts is different from most in that uh, the type of karate that we practiced was... Uh, it's known in Japan as kenka karate, which means fighting karate. So the emphasis was on... Uh, contact free fighting, and uh, that was uh, the that is really the the definitive characteristic of Oyama Karate. It was then, and it is now. Um, what I've done with Oyama Karate is, uh, although I'm not affiliated with them in a in an organizational sense, I still remain uh, I still have close ties with with the. Uh, with Oyama Karate and and students and uh, instructors, etc. But I've distilled what they taught me, and I've included other elements of martial arts. For instance, uh, we practice uh, uh, ukemi, which is how to fall without injuring ourselves, and we've had uh, a judo program here at the dojo uh, we also teach uh, Japanese language, Japanese calligraphy, Japanese abacus, and Japanese flower arranging. So what we endeavor to do here is to teach students about the breadth and beauty of Japanese culture, not only martial arts, but also cultural arts.
0: That's fantastic. I'd like to go back. You mentioned, I think, 80 to 86. You had a interesting relationship with your um Xi'an at the time. Uh, it was that. Is that unusual? Because uh, I, you know, in the modern day, I don't really hear too many stories of an individual living and training and teaching um, the way you described it.
1: Well, as I said, it's a it's a it's a, it's a traditional uh, apprenticeship model, uh, uchi deshi. In it, li- literally means inside student, and that is one of the. Um, the great treasures of my experience with my instructor uh, who very sadly passed away uh, at the age of 79 on uh, February 14th but he he was able to give me a very traditional upbringing in the martial arts and so I learned as as a child and young adult um, the importance of perseverance Steady practice and hard work brings uh, pleasure. Uh, this is uh, this is almost a perfect rule in the martial arts world and in I would like to say the uh, in life in general. And that's what I try to impart to my students here at Seicho Karate Dojo.
0: Speaking of that, speaking of here, at Seicho Karate Dojo in Old Town Alexandria. Um, when did you open the the, the dojo here?
1: Well. Um, I had, a, uh, I had a, a different career. I, I worked as, a, as an attorney. Uh, I'm admitted in New York and in D.C., and I worked here uh, for perhaps eight years as an attorney. Uh, during that time, one of my colleagues in, uh, uh, in, in the law office in which I worked was going through a personal crisis, and I suggested to him that he practice a martial art uh, because I thought it would be good for him. He told me he responded that he would only do it if I taught him. And although I had never stopped practicing karate, I had not taught in a number of years. So it was a a bit of a, a it was a a significant consideration whether or not to resume uh, teaching karate. But I ultimately decided to do that. I started a, a club in the fitness center. In which our uh, office was located, and one thing led to another, and uh, I, I noticed that my that the enjoyment that I was deriving from teaching karate increased in almost direct proportion to my uh, to my waning interest in my career at that time. Uh, nothing against law or lawyers; it's a great career, and uh, some of my best friends are lawyers. But uh, it was. Uh, I decided in in uh, in 2004 to leave the practice of law behind and to devote myself 100% to the development of Seicho Karate Dojo and that's uh, how I came to do what I do today.
0: What does Seicho mean?
1: Seicho means growth. Uh, you can talk about in the, in the Japanese language. Uh, one can refer to the Seicho of uh, well, human growth or economic growth in terms of the growth of an economy, of, of an economy or you can talk, talk about it in terms of uh, the growth of agricultural uh, you know, grains, etc. So it means growth. But in the context of our dojo, it means personal growth, because that's the goal here, to increase one's uh, capacities, uh, uh, physical fitness, uh, mental fitness, and ability to relate well to other human beings. That's the goal.
0: Now, at, your, at the dojo here, it's it's very traditional in a sense. Uh, zazen. Yes. We use the Japanese language. Yes. Some of us better than others. <laughs> right. Well, we, we,
1: we, we all do our best. We all do our best. Yes, we do practice uh, sit, seated
0: meditation and standing meditation. And you also incorporate yoga practice at the beginning of each class. Talk a little bit about why that why that would be.
1: Well, um, when I was uh, a younger, when I was a child, of course, I had I had uh, considerably more bodily flexibility, muscular flexibility than I than I have now. Um, uh, and so, when I was a child, it wasn't so much of an issue, but as I uh, as I matured I realized that my body was becoming less flexible I had uh, and I had to spend more time preparing myself for 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 uh, martial arts training karate training etc um, and so it was a a personal decision that I that I made a number of years ago to do everything I could to become to preserve my flexibility such as it was and to uh, to help my students do the same thing because people often come to seicho karate and uh... tell me that they they want to become more flexible Um, however i wasn't satisfied with the uh... stretching regimen that i had learned when i was a child which involved bouncing and and uh, uh... a lot of habits that we know now are not terribly conducive to muscular uh... muscular flexibility um, it wasn't however it was not until i i uh i injured my back that i uh, that I searched out a better uh, stretching regimen and I found that better stretching regimen in the practice of yoga i didn't understand it when i first when I first went to yoga uh, I thought that it was something very different from uh from the uh uh, from the true practice of yoga uh, but quickly I learned because I had a good, a good teacher uh, what yoga is and what yoga the benefits of, uh, of yoga for uh, for really anyone but certainly for a middle-aged guy like me and so after I practiced privately uh, for about two years I took a, um, a yoga teacher training program at a school uh, close to us uh, five-three-two yoga here in old town uh, they, they do a great job there and uh, after completing that program i uh, jumped in with both feet and i incorporated the yoga warm-up that we have here at seicho karate into our curriculum initially there was some reluctance to especially on the part of our our male students to uh, uh, to assuming the different yogic postures, particularly sticking their backside in the air. Men don't like to do that. But at any rate, after a while, the the guys got into it, and now uh, I'm sure that most or all probably are of the opinion that uh, that they wouldn't consider doing the type of uh, energetic, uh, rigorous martial arts exercise that we do without beginning with that yogic warm-up, which is which is so
0: important and helpful. Yoga is an important part of getting us ready for each class. We're very intense, very structured, focused class. We talked about Zazen, sitting meditation. We also do on occasion standing meditation. Talk about the importance of meditation for your overall program and character development and personal growth.
1: Well, I think that uh, quiet is very important uh... for anyone in our daily lives uh... we have there's so much clutter in terms of things uh, many of us have far too many things including including me i have i have far too much stuff but also in terms of um, the amount of information that we process on a daily basis um, the, uh, uh, the, the the constant intrusion upon our uh... our person Intrusions that uh, you know, intrusions from electronic devices, that kind of thing. It's very, very uh, stressful, and I think that uh, quiet is. We have to we have to force ourselves to create a quiet time for uh, for ourselves each day, and so the practice of of zazen or tachi zen, seated meditation or standing meditation, can be so helpful because. Of course we can meditate in any environment uh, if we just create the opportunities for ourselves to do that and I think that the stress that uh, that many of us if not all of us feel on a daily basis really melts away quickly when we create a habit of meditating each day and and one need not meditate for uh, for a half hour or an hour A period of meditation, five minutes, six minutes, ten minutes, is plenty to really decompress. And I encourage my students to do that um, on their own time. And uh, I do it myself. I do it, uh, I meditate several times a day because I cannot ask my students to do something that I am not willing to do myself. So I believe in it. it's a very important part of my life, and for that reason, I I think it can be very helpful to others, and uh, and that's why we meditate at the beginning and at the end of every karate class.
0: So, besides beginning with yoga, the meditation and because as book bookends for the class, the karate in the midst. Uh, you also offer judo. there's also weapons training too. Can you speak a little bit about the weapons that you train? sure
1: with? yep we do the practice of of uh, traditional weaponry in the in the Japanese context is called <clears throat> kobudo. Budo is a contraction of the word Bushido, which is the code of the Japanese samurai. so this is a, a feudal code uh, 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 ethics that that govern the lives of of Japanese warriors. And ko is a is a suffix that means old. So this means old bushido or old budo. And that refers to, kobudo refers to the practice of, of traditional weaponry. So those weapons, and there are many, there are many. Uh, but the weapons that we practice here at Seicho Karate Dojo are the jo, which is the short fighting staff, the bow, which is the long fighting staff, the tonfa, which is an, an L-shaped uh, an L-shaped baton, which many police agencies use around the world, uh, and the sai. The sai are short twin swords that are used in tradition, traditional Japanese martial arts. Um, and those are the weapons that students use currently in our, our syllabus. Uh, weapons training does not start uh, right away. We start uh, a student with the practice of weaponry at the level of uh, green belt. So uh, being that there are uh, the, the belts in Seicho, Karate, Dojo are as follows. White would be the beginner, then intermediates start with blue, yellow, then green, and that's when weaponry would begin, brown, and then promotion to black belt. And that's how weaponry training, uh, uh, that's how we handle it here at Seicho Karate Dojo.
0: Besides the martial arts that you teach and train here, you also mentioned offering other uh, things within the Japanese culture. Can you speak a little bit about the different offerings that you have here?
1: Sure. We have, uh, in addition to our martial arts training, we offer cultural arts training and language arts. So the languages we teach are, uh, well, the Japanese language. Um... Japanese was very important to me. Japanese language acquisition was very important to me when I was a younger man, because my instructor, uh, although he was a naturalized U.S. citizen and he lived in the U.S. for for fifty years, uh, he never dominated the English language. And so, when I was uh, when I was in my twenties, I realized that if I wanted to understand him better if i wanted to learn more of what he had to offer i had to at least meet him halfway across the linguistic linguistic bridge and so that's why i i resolved to study japanese language um, then after i lived in japan for five years um, and i returned to the u.s um, it quickly became clear to me that uh, Language acquisition is very helpful to children in today's society because it uh, opens up a whole new world for them, irrespective of which language they're learning, but opens up a new world for them in terms of, of how they view the world. Uh, we express ourselves in the English language in one way, we refer to a, to a sunset uh, in, as a, a beautiful sunset or uh, to the cold weather as uh, 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 bone chilling. We have our, our colloquialisms and our, our specific, you know, our, the things that, that make English an endearing language. Well, of course, every language has those same things. And by studying a foreign language, we can learn something about the people who speak that language as natives. And I think that's very useful because we live in a global community, and we have to learn to get along with each other. Uh, so I think second language acquisition is very helpful to children for that reason because it can help make them it can help make them, uh, it can help make them uh, better. It can prepare them to to live in a world with all different types of types of people in a in a, a very uh, a very powerful way. Additionally, uh, a child who learns a foreign language feels special because I know that uh, my family is from Puerto Rico and uh, when I learned to speak Spanish I felt very good about myself uh, because I could communicate with my, nie- with my cousins and my relatives my Spanish speaking relatives in uh, in the in in my ancestral language so that made me feel very good about myself learning uh, Japanese again, uh, helped me to feel good about myself because when I was in Japan and when, uh, natives, Japanese natives realized that I could speak Japanese, uh, they responded very well to that, uh, generally, generally. Uh, there were some people who, who wondered why I had spent so much time to learn Japanese, but most people were grateful that I took the time to, to study their language and, by studying their language, they consider that to be very respectful of, of uh, their culture. And that is an important thing. That's an important thing. So I think it's important, uh, second language acquisition, especially for children. And I also like it a lot. So, uh, you know, that's another thing. Um, you know, I think it's it's a great intellectual uh, journey to learn to speak another language. It's a lot of fun, and it can provide huge benefits in terms of... Uh, personal satisfaction and um, uh, benefits uh, uh, in terms of of, uh, providing means for
0: getting uh, communicating with others fantastic so uh, you have a website where can people learn more about Sejio Karate?
1: yes we have a website Uh, you can visit us at S like Sam Dojo, D as in David, O is in Oscar, J as in Jason, O is in Oscar.com. So it's sdojo.com. Um, that is a, uh, an easy way to reach us. You can also find us at seichokarate.com, but that's a much longer uh, domain name, and sdojo will get you to us. And uh, there's a lot there, a lot of information, and uh, you can also look at our movement patterns, which are performed against imaginary opponents. And you can learn a lot about us there.
0: Fantastic. Shehan, thank you very much. Thank you. It was a pleasure.